Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking Sports and Fitness with Zeke. I'm Zeke, sometimes known as Mike Solinsky. My guest today is Bruce Yore, who has a remarkable story. Welcome, Bruce. Thank you for having me. Uh, Bruce looks nothing like he once did. Uh, you have lost 140 pounds. That's right. Uh, and congratulations to you on that. Thank you very much. And not only have you done that, but you now have completed an Ironman competition. That's right. So you're extremely fit. Uh, so first of all, you were, you were mostly overweight most of your adult life, right? I was. And even when you tried to lose weight, were you working out then? I was successful in losing weight. Uh, I did enjoy running and I would go out and I, I would go through um, spouts of running. I'd run six or eight months at a time and I could lose 40 or 50 pounds. The hard part for me was just keeping it off. I just couldn't keep it off. And, and just because of, uh, you had a large appetite? Large appetite, lifestyle, uh, desire to eat. Um, heavy people often have an eating disorder. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah they like to eat, but there, there may be some underlying issues. So I never really addressed the underlying issue. But I went out and got active, and getting active helped me lose the weight. And I just, I just wasn't able to keep it off. And over the years, that took a toll. So two years ago, you had the surgery. Yeah, just over two years ago, I had a vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Yeah, for people who aren't familiar with that, and I only did a little brief homework, so I have a slight idea what it is, but most people think of gastric bypass surgery, but yours was a little different. Gastric bypass is a very popular surgery. This one's a little bit different. This is where they remove a portion of your stomach so that the area in which you have to fill with food is much smaller, thus making your appetite less helping you to eat less food in order to help you to keep the weight off. So you don't have the hunger pangs you used to have? Not at all. So when you have a meal or a snack, you fill up in a hurry? You fill up, you, you, you begin to eat in uh, measured by handfuls, one or two handfuls at a really? time. Yeah, three, four, five times a day, and that's about the way you eat. Now, as you, uh, because you consume less, uh, you have to be more uh, prudent in the types of food you eat, that everything is nutritious? Yes. You tend, your, you tend to find yourself gravitating towards the things you know that are going to give you energy and promote the fuel that your body needs. You also don't have the same desires to eat um, the, the poor choices of foods that you want. You really? You so really you don't, don't have the desire to eat donuts or candy? In the beginning, the first year or two after surgery, absolutely not. It does start to come back as you normalize your eating, but nowhere near like it used to be for me. So that's a challenge for you to maintain your discipline with your diet? It absolutely is. It's also something that I regularly... Not, okay, so we'll bring out a good point. Fitness, um, I've, I've, I've begun a, a big part of fitness in my life, but I've also addressed that eating disorder. Yeah. So it's really been a, a two-faced... Um, uh, monster that you have to you have to fight so I, I've addressed the eating disorder and the fitness side of it in order to have the right outcome for success so you were like 310 315 yeah, I was three almost 315 at my highest weight now and you're how tall six foot okay just under six foot five eleven now 140 pounds uh, would you have lost 140 pounds just by the surgery or was your when you you really got into training right away right um, there, there are a lot of people who have lost a significant amount of weight through the surgery alone the challenge is keeping it off even after surgery um, a rule of thumb uh, and the doctors and, and and the programs will have this dialed in a lot more but a rule of thumb is a person can lose probably about 100 pounds, maybe a little more, a little less. Yes. And, and that's in the first year or two. The challenge is keeping it off in years two, three, four, and so on. 
So you're two years in, you've kept it off and gone beyond that. Yeah, almost three, almost three. So I'll be three years in April, so about two and three quarter years. So when you start, okay, when you, uh, how long it was uh, from the, when you had the surgery until you started training seriously? Uh, probably about four months is when I started running. Um, I went to a, a local running store, a running start, and bought a pair of running sneakers because I wanted to get a real good pair of running sneakers because I was going to be running. That was the place to go for other reasons besides the sneakers, correct? Uh, I went there, honestly, just for sneakers, yeah. and I saw that they had a running group, and I thought, oh, that's interesting, yeah. a running group, and that's, maybe that's something. So uh, the, the running group for me has been much like therapy after, mm -hmm. uh, for the eating disorder as well. It's a, it's a place where we all can get together every Saturday. Uh, I can look forward to that every, every week, and in that running group is where I met people who had these uh, monumentous uh, uh, physical challenges coming up, yeah. Ironmans, marathons. Um, uh, mud runs, uh, all the different kinds of uh, running activities that are out there. And uh, uh, that's where I started to, to train for the Ironman when I met some people who, one person in our group had done three Ironmans in one year. So it was very, very motivating and I was very inspired. Yeah, because you were a runner, but what made you, you know, because there's swimming and biking in Ironman too. Yep. So what was, why did you choose that? So I did, uh, I tried a triathlon, um, actually did a triathlon back when I was heavier a, really? a, a friend of mine um, I had been going to the gym and trying to lose some weight and like I said I was successful in losing 40 50 pounds I just couldn't keep it off anyway in one of my challenges to to lose one of my efforts to lose weight uh, met a guide and we were going to the gym pretty regular and he said I was doing a triathlon and he loaned me all the stuff to go and do the triathlon with him it was a very small triathlon a sprint and it's done by the local uh, foundation, the I Am Able Foundation. Oh yeah, they, they, they also do great work. Yep, yeah, got the nerve. Uh, Mount Gretna Sprint Triathlon, and I did it about uh, seven or eight years ago, and I was about 275 pounds, wow. 60 pounds. Uh, it took me a very long time, but I absolutely loved it. I just wasn't fit to do it. Um, that's a lot of weight on your joints. That's too. <laughs> a lot of weight on your joints. Uh, so after I had my surgery, about, uh, uh, about six months after my surgery, I said, uh, Oh, the, the, the sprint triathlon's coming up again, and I, I wanted to do it again. So I had been running. I did the sprint triathlon, and that I was so much lighter and so much able to do so much more, so much easier that uh, I, I had been running with the, with the gentleman who inspired me for more. And Sarita at the running store, she had done an Ironman herself and some other people in the group. So I said, I, I'm going to set my sights on the big one. And that's when I started training for the longer distance full Ironman. And where do you, where do, you do your swim workouts? Blue Marsh Lake. Okay, because I know that's where, and it's Sarita Averill, who is the owner of uh, A Running Star. She trains there too. Now, you can't do that in the wintertime. You go into a pool, indoor pool? No, actually, um, I've, I've always been a very natural swimmer. I grew up in Florida, and I've always been a boat person. And, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, uh, not, I don't want to gloat, but I jumped in the water the first time that I knew I wanted to do a half Ironman, and I swam a mile. Wow, you know, people, you know, for people, swimming a mile, it's not like running a mile. It, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I was naturally talented, lucky, lucky to not have that part of the, um, of the race be a so challenge. So you have good buoyancy, probably even better. Well, now, right? no, actually, no, that's a fun, I'm glad that you bring that up because when I was a heavy guy, I've, I've always been a boater and I boat at Blue Marsh frequently. And, and uh, the joke was I could be in the water all day and float and a lot of my <laughs> friends couldn't. So after I got the surgery, my first summer in the water, I was I a fish out of water, right? I was amazed <laughs> because I jumped in the water yeah. and I would sink, and I had never experienced that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, my buoyancy went away, but um, uh, nonetheless, uh, my swimming ability was still there, and I'm very comfortable in open water, and that's 
that's challenging in, a, in an Ironman type of race, uh, whether it's a, a small triathlon yeah. or a large triathlon, the open water is, is, it can be very challenging for people who are not used to that. So. Yeah, because it's not like swimming in a pool. No. What about the biking? You had really weren't a biker before too much, I, right? Again, the same story. I hadn't. Um, I got, I got uh, turned on on where to go for a great bike, uh, Green Mountain Cyclery down in Ephrata, and I, I went down there and I borrowed a bike for, for a, a part of the season just to make sure I'd be comfortable on a road yeah. bike because it's very different than a mountain bike, which I had always done. And uh, I got set up with a bike and I got fitted, which is very important. If you're going to spend any sort of long distance time on a bike, you want to get fitted. And um, I got fitted to this bike and, and, and I got out and I started riding and 30 miles became 40 and 40 became 50 and 60 and so forth and so on. And, and um, I just uh, I had such a desire to uh, meet this goal and get this goal accomplished and, and do this Ironman. It, was, uh, it, it kind of became a, a final page in the chapter of the transformation of this part of my life. Well, that's so, very well put. Where was your Ironman competition? It was in Cambridge, Maryland. And what were the distances in that one? So the swim distance is uh, 2.4 miles, the bicycle distance is 112 miles, and the run is a marathon, 26.2 miles. What was your time? So I did it in 14 and a half hours, um, and I'll give you just a real quick explanation. Uh, in the Ironman world, there are people who are very competitive, and, and I don't want to say they want to win it, but they're very competitive and they're shooting for that sub nine, 10 hour goal. Right. Then there's a, most of the field is there for a lifetime accomplishment and they're there to beat the clock and not run out the time in the race. And, and yeah. I felt more into that category. I did, I did well. It was well. your first one too. It was my first one. Um, we also, we had some weather challenges. Um, we actually didn't, <laughs> did not get to do the swim. We had to uh, abort the swim because a storm blew up and the swim buoys moving around, the swim course was yeah. not safe. So they took the swim away from us, and I initially thought, oh, man, I, I need to do a full Ironman. I can't let this happen. I was going to say, does it count then? It, it, right. So it counted, but I didn't feel like it counted for me. So um, I was very, very challenged, very, I was very upset. And I spoke to some other people in the race, and they said, look, I've done six or eight of these. Two or three of them have been changed because of conditions. So you happened. just roll with it. I said, you know what? The adversity and the challenge, the Ironman is such a mental game that I can't let this stop me. I'm here. I'm going to do the bike distance and I'm going to do the run distance and I'm going to make the best of it. And if we thought for a second that that Ironman race was going to be any easier because we didn't get the swim part, yeah. we were dead wrong because they canceled that swim due to a storm. So we spent 100 miles, 112 miles on a bike. It was actually shortened to 100. 100 miles on a bike in 20 mile an hour wind squalls, wow. drenching rain. And then the town flooded, so we had to run our marathon oh, partly through a submerged course in sopping wet shoes. So and you it were was, swimming. <laughs> it was, it, that and it was mental challenge after mental mm. challenge and everything you thought you were prepared for. So it was changed and moved. So it honestly, it, it was, I wouldn't change it for the world. I will go back and complete a full Ironman. Yeah, I'm, I was just going to add, I'm sure you're very motivated to I, do that. I, I certainly am. Now, speaking of motivation, we just have a couple minutes left. Uh, you were telling me before we went on air that you weren't really into competitive sports as a kid, uh, because you had a, you always worked. You had a great work ethic. Does that work ethic now drive your athletic competitiveness? It very much does. Um, your desire to accomplish a goal is probably, uh, in my opinion, is is probably a little greater than than the ethic. Um, I think a lot of people train very hard for the event, and I think that. We probably overtrain, and I think the reason that we do that is because we need the 
mental conditioning to feel like we have the, um, the words escaping me, uh, the, the, the mental um, confidence, the mental confidence. So it's so much, it's such a mental challenge that we train so hard so that we have the confidence to show up on race day. And um, I think the, 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 the harder you work at it and the more you want that goal, the, the, the more you're willing to train and that builds your confidence. So I think it's a, a, a combination of both. And you're doing all this, uh, one final question. You're a national sales account manager for United Rentals and you travel a lot. Sure. So you have challenges just fitting in workouts, right? Yep, yeah, I spent, uh, I spent a lot of time uh, running in and out of hotels and uh, I, I, I would show up in an area and I use a, a running app and I would just map a segment or I would just get out on the road and my, 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 I'm very bad at directions, so my rule when I travel is I run straight to a turnaround and run back no turns so I don't get lost. But um, I, I do a lot of running on the road. I've gotten that down to a pretty good science. I don't get to do a lot of swimming, thankfully. I'm, I'm, I have a natural yeah. uh, ability there, and uh, I just squeeze as much biking in as I could on the weekends. And uh, there were some very long training sessions on weekends prior to my race. You know, we're uh, in the Christmas season and I, probably the greatest present you ever received you gave yourself with your, your surgery and your training. So uh, it's remarkable. I, thank you for that. And I have to say it's, it's a family, it's a gift you give back to your family as well though, because uh, to know that I will be there to walk my daughters down the aisle yeah. and to have a retirement life with my wife who I adore and my family who I adore and, and actually be there for them and be healthy. Um, plus the mental state of being in a better, more positive, happier mood all the time because you're feeling productive, both healthy, healthy, health-wise, work-wise, and family. It's just, it's just a, a, it's a piece of the pie that fits to make the whole life better. Wow. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. All right, this is Zeke uh, saying goodbye for the People's Chronicles. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and subscribe to the People Chronicles channel on YouTube. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.